All right, we got Raylan Davis here in the virtual Riverside studio, founder of Elevated Coaches Academy. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. After a little bit of technical difficulties, we got it figured out, and yeah. let's rock and roll, Hopefully. man. So tell us, tell us a little bit more. What's going on in your world? Tell us a little bit more about your background, what you're up to in the world. Yeah, of course. So, so I run, like you mentioned, Elevated Coach Academy, and the biggest thing right now is I think especially true with all these layoffs happening, you know, a lot of people don't realize that how simple, I won't say easy, simple it is to become a coach, especially online today. And so my biggest purpose right now is, is helping people remove some of those obstacles and those excuses that they actually can do that. So they can go out and serve people, especially online. Okay. And what is your background? So, you know, do you have a business background where you're an entrepreneur prior to this or is this your first business? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the journey is, I think like most people, or a lot of people, I should say, that I was in sales in, in the corporate space. I led a team of like 120 people. Some of those were in the call center. Some of those were in person. And I got a really good masterclass in coaching then. I traveled every single week to different locations, training different salespeople. And I learned very quickly how to not be a manager, but, but to be a coach. And I think one of the things that I, I got super fortunate in is I got laid off. Again, a lot of people right now are kind of experience this where they, you know, the company sold, I got severance. Okay, cool. What do I do now? And so one of the things I really, really enjoyed was coaching. So what I did from that point was kind of obvious to me anyway, which was I'm going to help people become online coaches. I'm going to help people become better at sales, so on and so forth. So it started off, honestly, as like an apprenticeship, if you will. Like I, I worked with other coaches in the industry. I started learning from them. And then I decided to create my own company. This was about, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago that I started Elevated. But yeah, from that point on, I've just been, again, helping one entrepreneur at a time. I think at this point, we've helped 200, maybe more different entrepreneurs start and launch and scale their businesses. And it's the thing that I'll probably do the rest of my life. So what do you find the entrepreneurs you're sitting down with? What do you find their challenges are is it is it head trash is it operational issues like what's the what are the some like the main things that stand out to you from a commonality standpoint on your clients and your your, your prospective clients yeah i think the number one problem is people don't know what the hell they're doing and and what i mean by that is what do you want to do everyone does this thing a perfect example i was just talking to somebody that just joined our academy and they go hey i want to start a marketing agency and what are my first steps i go that sounds great but why a marketing agency he goes, Raylan, you know, honestly, I saw this YouTuber say that marketing agencies were the, you know, easy things to start. That's what I want to do. And so I said, well, first of all, I run a marketing agency and no, it's not easy. <laughs> Second of all, if you're going to do something, i.e. like for the rest of your life, or you're going to do something that you're going to suffer for, but also get a huge rewards, it might as well be something you want to fucking do. Right? Like, let's start there. People start with, let's monetize. What is something that I can monetize? Instead, I often operate from, let's start with what you love doing. My favorite story to tell ever is I, I'm aware of this person that literally made $160,000 on an online course by doing a challenge. The course was on knitting, guys. Mm. Knitting, okay? $160,000 in like a five-week period. Knitting. So you cannot tell me that you can't monetize anything. You can, right? It's just, let's start there. So I think the biggest problem that people usually come to us is they're like, hey, I've tried this program, I've tried that, I've done, I've hired this coach, I've done this. By the time they get to us, they're like, they're pretty much on their last whim. Like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't think I can do this. So that's usually the first thing. The second thing is the overwhelm of activity. 
My job is to make it really, really simple. This is why, like, for example, we have this five-day challenge, which in the academy, every single day, there's a daily folks report, we call it. It's just five daily tasks to do every single day. And they're really simple. Read every day. Read 20 pages or 20 minutes. The second one is offer something every single day, right? If you do these simple things every single day, you can't help but grow your business. But the problem is because of TikTok, Instagram, you know, podcast, there's all these options. They go, I don't know what to do. So we try to make it as simple as possible for people so they can actually execute. I think the biggest problem people face is lack of execution. That's really it. Well said. And a lot of people don't try and monetize around what they're good at. They just see the next shiny object and they hear it from Instagram or YouTube. It's like, dude, find what you're good at. If, if you just so happen to actually like it as well, that's a, that's an even bigger plus. Then you could start monetizing. But first, your first goal can't be monetizing when you're trying to start a business. If you're really profitable in your first couple months or year or so, you're probably not, you're probably building in an unsustainable form. That's just not really how business works. It's a lot easier to turn decades into the days in the virtual world, right? If you have a skill set and you use a coach like yourself, you can really, you know, subtract that time frame of building a really profitable business. But a lot of people really don't understand early on how business works. And that's why I think coaching is so valuable if you really dive deep into it. Well, I think too, like, you know, to be clear, yes, it's a, yes, I do coaching in, in our program, but the main point of it is actually the mastermind. Like, cause we have several different types of coaches in there. We have a podcasting coach. We have, you know, a mindset coach. We have a speaking coach. We all kinds of coaches you can imagine are in this thing. And so the reason why it works is because if somebody goes, Hey, I tried X, Y, and Z. These are my results. I would recommend maybe trying something different. Now the entire group now can learn from that, that loss. Like I, I, said this in the group a while ago, but I ran a workshop and I lost 15 grand, right? That was a really good learning experience. But guess what? All of those insights, the behind the scenes of it, where the money went, why I lost it, the little mini, mini mistakes I did, I shared that with everybody. So that way, when they go and run their workshop one day, they can do better than I did. That's the whole point. And I have a background in, in sports in that I was a professional MMA fighter. I still do jujitsu and I can compete in jujitsu. The reason why it works is because I go to the gym every day with people that are trying to choke me out, but they do it out of love, right? And we get better together. Like we, you know, the high tide rises all ships. That's the kind of the concept. And so I think you're right in that people don't understand ultimately how to grow a business. But more importantly, it's it's the lack of willingness to fail and then share those failures. And if you if you feel like you're in a silo, which most solopreneurs especially feel, like they're by themselves, no one understands them, right? Your family probably doesn't get what you're doing. When I told my when I told my mom I was going to be an online coach, she was like, "What does that mean?" I go, "Well, it's kind of like what Tony Robbins does." She goes, "Why would anybody buy from me? You're not Tony Robbins." Like our families don't get it, okay? Mm-hmm. Our friends don't get it, and so what you need to do, in my humble opinion, is join a community or well, do what I did. Right? I couldn't find a community that I fit into, so I made one. Right? And I think that's like one of the first things you can really do to to to, to be able to grow a little bit more. Dude, you are speaking our language. That's exactly what we did about two years ago. It's like, all right, my friends back home are just not on the same wavelength. They're not looking to, you know, pursue the same path. Doesn't mean I don't love them. They're awesome people. They're just, they're very supportive, but I can't keep hanging out with them or else I'm not going to get to where I want to be. Tough to find a community there that really supports exactly what you're looking to do. They're out there, but then how can I just create my own and then really have control over like what that community does and continue to amplify that effect? And to your point, that was a really big pivotal moment in our world is when we stopped seeing business as a zero-sum game and really understanding that if you leverage others 
you can create this amplification where you can get there a lot faster by helping everybody else win. If you help other people, they're going to continue to edify you. Introductions happen. Instead of just networking, you can start merging ecosystems to create this effect of like one plus one no longer equals two. It equals a million. That makes sense. Yeah. Like my agency. So we have a podcast agency. So that started because I, in the academy, I had a really, really good editor. I had a really good branding person. I had a really good email marketer. And so I said, well, why don't we just take what you do, what I do, we combine it all together. And then where I come to play is I'm really good at monetization. Like meaning I'm really good at creating offers. You tell me what you love doing. I can find the money. It's just what I do. So we combine that together, create the agency that happened because everyone brought their skill sets to the forefront. And then I just kind of connected everybody together. There's two people in our group that are really, really good sales managers and, and sales trainers. They met in the academy and they started a, a sales consultancy and they're going to corporate and teaching people how to sell. That's the point of a community like that. Now, there, unfortunately, there's some communities out there and, and, you know, I, this is why I created the academy and this is why I mean, I couldn't find one is that there's people that they create a community and it's based on them. Like they are the, the Dalai Lama of the community, right? Like this one person I know, you know, once said, you know, if you're not making a million dollars, like, and, and, and they were almost trying to diminish other online coaches, right? And they said, if you're not making a million dollars, you know what the fuck you're doing. Don't listen to those people. Well, it's like, well, you know how many people are in the community that are not there yet? Like, what are we saying about them? So I was like, I wanted to make a community around skill set. Are you trying to master your skill set? Are you passionate about what you're doing? I don't care if you're not making money. There's a reason why my community is only $97 a month. I don't give a shit about the money. I just want you to feel like you can do it and have a place to go to every day. Now, you know, the, the, as you start to grow and scale, there's other offers that come into play later on, but the, the whole point to me is find yourself a community, figure out what you love doing and what you can suffer for. Cause here's the truth. And I know you guys know this. This shit isn't easy all the time. It's never going to just be easy. Okay. But is it worth it to you? And, and to me, I, I'm fortunate enough that I found what I love doing and I'm just trying to help people find their thing. So, so, so read something every day, offer something every day. Is there anything that anything else to that? Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of things. Okay. So one of the other things is like, there's offer something every day, create content every day. So mm-hmm. by the create content part every day, people misconstrue this. They all like have to put out content every day. No, you just should be creating every single day. So the reason why I have the book part of there is exposure. Like when I first got started, the first thing I did, I just bought every, if you can tell behind me, I bought every single book I could possibly find on marketing, on business, on whatever. And I just read. And the reason I did that was for exposure. You don't know what you don't know. I tried every day to make that gap a little bit smaller. And also too, like you start to figure out different ways people sell through their books and it gives you, gives you more exposure. The offer something every single day. It's, it's a simple concept, but here's the problem is that the reason why most businesses don't grow, the amount of coaches that come to me and go like, I, I haven't made a sale in a month or two months, whatever. And I go, how many people have you told about your freebie, about your program? They're like, no one. I don't post it in my stories. I don't DM anybody. And so it's not like, it's not a crazy mystery. It's like, okay, let's start there. Let's go do that. Right. And then in terms of the, the reading or not reading, but the offer something every day, that's, that's part of it. The final thing we usually do is the journaling or creating content every single day and then journaling. So that could be, you know, one of the same, but to me, journaling and getting clear on your thoughts every single day is incredibly important. The problem is we wake up and we allow the universe, the, the environment to dictate our actions. So one of the things, by the way, I struggle with this. I actually had to have a coming to Jesus talk with myself about this, where I woke up 
and I would open my phone and now I'm on Instagram. Now I'm checking my emails. Now I'm, I'm, I'm now going with the flow of them sort of dictating that. I think the final part to this is, is you have to suffer every single day. Now, voluntary suffering to me is just exercise. Okay. This could mean walking for you. All right. You know, go with whatever you want, but suffer in some way, shape or form for a limited part of, part of time. For me, it's jujitsu. Again, the reason why I love jujitsu so much is because it, it, it takes me away from business. If you're only thinking about business and you're not living your life, it's really hard to gain inspiration. But I think suffering every single day allows for context. If you work out, right, especially for me, again, I do jujitsu. If I get choked out in practice, okay, and I get tapped out a bunch of times and I'm humble as hell after that, okay? I realize I'm not as good as I think I am, all right? And it hel- allows for context and it humbles you. So I think, you know, go- whether it's you riding a Peloton, for example, and you're out of breath after 45 minutes, you can't breathe. Guess what? Everything else is not that big of a deal, right? Like nothing is as important as you think it is and it allows for some some humanity. So again, the final thing is is you should suffer every single day. But, you know, in the challenge, I think I just put in there like, exercise every day but that's what i really mean it's like you should suffer every day <laughs> yeah and, and and that's the concept of like eating that frog every every day right like the the hardest thing that you should do is the first thing that you should do is the hardest thing so that everything else just becomes easier because if you're getting choked down getting your ass whipped at jujitsu you like yeah. no matter how much money you're making that's still a humbling ass experience man so like consistently bringing yourself down to that level to understand that like hey i'm still human not only like it's a holistic approach in this whole thing. And that's why I like fitness so much is because there's constantly new bars to set. And the better you get, the longer you have to, the longer it takes to get to a level of getting better. For, for example, the, what I mean by that is like, I actually have it easier than some marathon runners because I only have to start running a couple miles to start feeling winded where these marathon runners need to start running 20 before they start feeling any bit of enhancement. So the levels continue to increase and, as you get further along in business, you start to realize that. So it's just a game, man. And I love it. So I love all the stuff that you're talking about. Now, let's talk about more of your business. Let's talk about Elevated. What does that structure look like? What's your team look like? Is it run enterprise level? Is it more solopreneurship? What's your end goal there? Want to hear all about it. Yeah. So the way that I build offers or I think about things, it's not even just I build offers, I build visions. So everything needs to kind of go together. So my first thing was Elevated Coaches Academy. And again, that's for, for beginner level or intermediate level coaches and, and, and consultants. The next thing that came out of that was the agency. So that's the, the, the Elevated Agency, which again is around podcasting, which there's, there's a few different types of podcasting shows that we do. The first one, the most important one to me is the BizDev show, which essentially is you bring on guests who may be a, a qualified candidate to, to work with you, right? This works extremely well with getting access to some people that you normally can't get access to, i.e. like CEOs of major companies. So that's number one. We do all the editing. We do all the the boring stuff no one wants to do, including getting the guests, the video editing. We put it on YouTube. We manage the YouTube, all that stuff. Mainly because, again, you got to remember the biggest reason why I created Elevated is to remove obstacles and excuses for people. Well, what happens is you join the Coach Academy. You start to make some money. Let's say you're at 10K now. okay, And that's a very whatever number. But let's say you're making 10K. What is the most logical problem you're going to have after you get to the point of 10K? The first problem you had was I need to make money, right? So the lead generation, brand awareness, et cetera. Now, what is that? What do you think the next logical problem you're going to face is after that? How can I consistently create that 10K? And also, how can I gain my time back to go make more money? Time, right? 
So then that's where the agency came in. We now take away the excuse of, I don't have time. That's what happens, right? You get busy, you stop creating, right? And then what happens is three to six months later, you go, why don't I have more clients, right? Because you, you stopped what got you to the dance. So then after that, right, we have the elevated consulting, which that's my, my corporate stuff. So we go in and do, we teach sales managers how to become coaches. But in the way that I created those three offers was based on a vision that I had where somebody comes to me or comes to us in the academy, brand new idea, scales to the point where they need to hire us as their marketing agency. And then they get so big that they need to hire a sales team, right? So you could do this with any business, but most people go, I have one offer, I have one program, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the way that I look at things is I want to eliminate every single possible excuse or obstacle that you have in growing your business. The only thing at that point is is removing the excuse of your mindset, right? Because elevating is difficult. I was talking to somebody yesterday who is he he's making 250k last year. He made 250k, and he goes, "I have a similar. He's an HVAC guy, and he goes, I have friends that started at the same time as me, and they're at like three million or ten million. So I go, what do you think the difference is between you and them? He goes, I don't know, man. Like they're they're willing to go after stuff that I'm not. And I go, so at the end of the day, you're afraid to elevate. Like you're scared of taking the next step. And so what we're going to be doing with him is the first step is actually his mindset. Why are you so afraid of growing? Right. Is it the, the avoidance of doing the work or is it the avoidance of who you don't know who you're going to become on the long side of, you know, going to that seven figure? So anyway, that's the business. That's, that's kind of the, the idea behind it in terms of the team and the agency side. Again, everyone that I've hired is from the academy. And the reason I do that is because. If they stay with me in the academy for, again, like a year, like a lot of them have at this point, I end up hiring them because they know how I operate, right? They know that I don't put up with excuses and they're, I know by watching them that they're really, really craftful or very skillful at what they do. So that's, those are the people that end up working with us. Dude, I, I love it. And I want everyone to rewind and listen to this again, because how you built this is so beautiful because over time, you're so less focused on customer acquisition and more focused on customer retention and value bringing because now you have an offer for everything. So you're bringing these people in probably through just constant content, free value, eventually gaining an audience, bringing them into a low-level offer, transforming their lives to where they're coming in with you the next level. Over then, there's the next level. And so everything becomes so sticky that these people just love you and they're more than happy to pay you for the value that they're bringing because you're you're leveling up with them. And then there's so much more opportunities around there. So that that's what I really want on people to understand from what you had just talked about is that the fulfillment on the back end is the best form of marketing because now you no longer really have to worry about this massive market machine. It's more so how can I consistently deliver value to my existing clients? One, they're going to refer people because everyone they know probably has the same challenges. And two, they consistently rise up your value ladder. So I love that, man. When did you realize that that was the the way to go. Yeah. I read a book called flip the funnel a few years ago and the whole concept, and, and I'm not going to lie to you, the book is incredibly boring, but had a really, really good concept, which was essentially like, imagine you don't need to acquire. So everyone knows what a funnel is, right? Like top of the funnel. And then it goes down. The problem is with the funnel idea is it starts really big. Okay. So obviously you get as many leads as you possibly can at the very bottom of that is your sales. Well, on the other side of that, no one talks about which is you can, by re simply retaining your people and getting them to love you and refer to you, other people, you're able to now continue to scale and grow. And I also had this kind of like epiphany, right? Where I was thinking about, okay, I want to get to a million dollars. And we did pretty well considering like our first year at, at running an agency, we, we did multiple six figures, right? 
Now, here's the thing, and for the people that are listening to this and, and maybe yourself, is that I love talking about the fact that I'm a damn Neanderthal, all right? The reason why I was able to make a multiple six-figure agency in less than six months was because I'm too stupid to know I can't do something. That's all it took. I said, why not? Like, I'll just do it. And literally, the agency was created because I was on a sales call, and the guy, I was trying to get him to go to the coached academy, and he was already a seven-figure entrepreneur. He goes, there's nothing that you could teach me. Now, granted, that's not true, but still, like, you're not, I'm not going to fight him on that concept. He has a closed mind, and you can't open a closed mind. So I said, instead, I can't teach you anything, but I may be able to do something for you. And I said, what if I did this for you, right? And I mapped out the, the marketing agency. He goes, I would buy that. I go, okay, good. And then I just went and did it. That, that was literally it. And then I just kept telling people about it. But in terms of like that, the idea of maintaining people, my brand purpose is to eliminate excuses. So the only thing I'm doing, it's not like rocket science, is I'm looking at what are your current problems? How can I eliminate them? And then when you elevate to the next stage, what does that look like? Now, this has been done really, really well by people like Brendan Bouchard, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Brendan Bouchard's intro level is mindset stuff. And then his next logical step, like after your gut mindset, will happen. what happens to you? You go, anything is, I can do more than I think I can. Okay, so then what's the next possible step? Well, now I want to maybe start a business. Well, guess what? He has books and he has offers around starting a business. I started a business. Now what? Okay, now I want to teach others how to do that. So he has like the high performance planner, for example, right? Then that's a high performance book. And then it's like, hey, I can teach other people how to be a high performer. So people have been doing this forever. Um, I just, again, by reading, honestly, by reading books and learning about their offers and what they do, I kind of just decoded it. My favorite thing I do is decode success. I look at what work what works for other people and I go, all right, why did this work so well? And then I just kind of map it out for myself and for others. Dude, that's so well said. And speaking of Brandon, like whoever runs his ads is definitely doing a great job because that dude lives in my algorithm. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's what's it's, not it's, this top of mind. Here's here's the craziest part, right? He did his first million by himself. No team. Wow. He edited all his videos. He wrote all his like, everything he did by himself. And so the really fascinating thing about Brandon, he's been Dude, he's been in the game for a hot minute. I literally in my closet right now have DVDs of his like thought leadership. It's called like the messenger, which is like, this is probably early 2000s about thought leadership. Back then it was called the messenger. It wasn't the thought leader, but wow. I, I love it, man. And so to your point, that's what we try and preach a lot is like, I just consider myself and like one thing I take pride in is being the best quote unquote copycat, finding people who are where I want to be and literally reverse engineering everything that they've done to make, to create yeah. the same outcome and then tossing your own flavor on it. Who were those person people for you outside of Brandon? Yeah. So Joe Polish is like the, my number one. So Joe Polish has a company called Genius Network. It's, it's a mastermind for seven figure entrepreneurs. The entry to that is 25K a year or 100K. He does things called I Love Marketing, which is his podcast. Dean Jackson. Dean Jackson actually invented the squeeze pays. So like the, like literally the thing you capture emails, this guy invented it. So anyway, start joining and listening to those podcasts and reading obviously Joe Polish's book. One of the best books he, or he's written several, but his latest one is called What's in it for them? Outstanding marketer, literally, I mean, guy makes hundreds of millions of dollars just connecting people. So he's, he's like godfather of marketing to me. The next person would be like Evan Carmichael. He's, he's, it's kind of a weird world I live in now because he's like a friend now, but he was somebody that I really looked up to 3.5 million subscribers on YouTube. He's my last guest on the podcast. He's teaching me and has taught me everything I know about YouTube. And the reason why I have made YouTube and podcasting my number one. Everything else comes secondary to that. So that's another good person to look into. In terms of the mindset, it's Michael Singer. 
He wrote Untethered Soul, really a big idol for me because he, he talks a lot about quieting that that inner voice you have. Because in my opinion, that's like the number one reason why you're not getting to where you want to be is because that voice tells you you can't, right? And your ego trying to protect you there. So anyway, yeah, those are those are the ones that stand out to me. And obviously, there's several more, but love it. Love it, man. Now, as we near the end of this podcast, I'd love to know like kind of what your vision is over the next five, 10 years. Everything goes well. What does that look like? And then also, this is the Consistency Wins podcast. So I'd love to know what consistency means to you. Okay. So the vision for Elevated is we're always going to do the same thing. This is the part, this is the most important thing about brand purpose, right? And we spent a lot of time, me and my, our creative director, Tim, shout out to him, spent a lot of time figuring out that our purpose statement, which is to remove obstacles and excuses. So as long as we do that, speaking of consistency, the vision doesn't matter. This is going to sound really odd to people, right? Yes, you know, we will like help a hundred plus coach to consultants launch scale their podcast. Yes, every single year we're going to have a hundred plus people coming into the coached academy. That's a, that's a loose number. Outside of that, what I am attempting to do, I've been really obsessed with this idea of surrender, which is I think the problem with a very long term vision right? Very long-term is that you base your knowledge of that vision based on what you think is possible, based on past results, based on whatever. Here's the thing, like you guys don't know, you may meet somebody, you may walk into a grocery store and meet Mr. Beast one day. And he goes, Hey, I want you guys to actually, can I go on your podcast? Next thing you know, he's offering you to do something that you never even thought possible. I just like being open to the possibility of different things. Again, the pocket is agency. If you would have asked me guys, like, a year ago, hey, are you going to start a podcast agency? I would tell you, you're fucking crazy. Why would I do that? Hmm. Right? That doesn't make sense. But so I'm open to the idea that other things will happen. The only thing that I care about is removing excuses for online coaches and, and consultants and helping 100 people do that a year. Outside of that, everything else is just kind of cherry on top. Again, like I've done work with like SAP before, for example, for consulting. I didn't like, I wasn't planning on that. That wasn't part of my vision. What I did was I just showed up consistently and I did webinars. And the VP of North America happened to attend one, right? So to me, consistency is about, and there's a reason why we have the the five laws in Elevator, right? And one of them, for example, comes from the four agreements, which is be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. Consistency to me is how you show up, right? So the five laws for us, for example, is be impeccable with your word. You are the source. You are enough now. Now is the only time that exists. And the only way out is through. So the reason I have those, because if you consistently show up that way every single day, Right now, every day you're not going to be perfect, but if you have the intention of showing up those five laws, you can't help but be successful. And I know it sounds like a blanket statement, right? Like you can't help, but you really can't if you maintain that consistency of showing up as that person. If you consistently show up as your your ideal future self, you will actually get there one day. It's literally logic, math, and science. You can't fuck it up. That's the beautiful thing. It's just a matter of if, when, not if. Because then you, once you have the consistency and the foundation of all the habits, then you could just throw fuel on the fire through rather doing more shit or hiring coaching and mentorship to get there a little bit quicker. So with, with that being said, how can we follow you? How can people connect with you? What are some things that, you know, what you want people to, uh, you know, what's a little call to action that we got going on and, you know, what's going on in your world there? Yeah. Find me over on YouTube, Raylan Davis. We're doing some cool things there in that we're doing obviously the podcast through that YouTube channel, but also once a week I'm doing training. So my idea with YouTube was that I just want to train. Let's say you can't afford $97 a month for the coaching academy. I'm going to train you for free through the YouTube channel until you can. That's the whole premise there. And then check out our podcast, the Elevated Entrepreneur. Make sure you put in the 
the part of it, but the elevated entrepreneur, you look that up wherever and, and, and listen to us. Again, we have other coaches and consultants that come on, explain their journey, how they got started, and also how they like to make money doing what they do. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate your time and we're looking forward to, you know, following your journey. Oh, thanks guys for having me. This is fun.